Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. Somehow, we have made it to 100 episodes and who are we? Obviously, it is myself, Daniel McIver, and as ever, the founder of the Perth to Paisley blog that started all of this, Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you on this 100th episode anniversary? Thank you, mate. Uh... I was going to say I'm very well, but that would be a massive lie. So I'm going to say that I'm okay. That's that's as, that's as good as you're going to get from me, um, given that pathetic performance at the weekend. But on the bright side, we have a European group stage fixture to look forward to, um, which is less than 24 hours away as we record. So I'm silently shitting myself. Um, and we've seen the old firm go down in Europe, uh, Scottish football is in a sad state when it's relying on Hart Midlothian to uh, fly the flag, so to speak. Three to Real Madrid for Celtic, four to Ajax for Rangers, and it better not be five to Istanbul, Bishakshi here for the famous Jam Tarts. But on the whole, I'm not bad, mate. How are you? I'm doing pretty much the same, basically. But the main point is, yes... 100 episodes. Inexplicably, there's been people here for all 100. We've been we've been through a lot, and of course, as Adam hinted at, of course, the 100th episode is going to be mainly speaking about a terrible performance in Livingston because it's on only brand this football for us. club could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why why would you bother to try and win the game to make this a momentous episode? Exactly. Like, 50 was too perfect with Liam Boyce and that win for <laughs> Celtic. So, you know, it's had to it's had to come round in, in some fashion. Definitely. Uh, just as a heads up, last week we spoke about potentially having a special guest on. We have got the guests sorted, but due to just admin-based issues, we can't get them on for this episode. However, in the foreseeable future, we will get them on. And we'll just reference the fact on that episode that it was the planned episode 100 thing there's nothing any of us can do about it ourselves or the guests totally out of all of our hands but hope you understand however we wanted to start by just kind of speaking about the podcast because it is insane me and I have been speaking about it this week that somehow you're all still here and I wanted to I wanted to let's go back down memory lane because as as we sit here, as Adam said, this is on the eve of Hearts about to play European group stage football for the first time since 2004-05 season. The first episode of the Perth to Paisley podcast was released on the 16th of December 2019. And we were then talking about how Daniel Stendhal had lost his first game in charge against St Johnston at home. A Callum Hendry goal allowed the Saints to beat us at Tynecastle with Sean Clare being booed off as he was subbed and it meant that we were sat joint bottom of the league after 18 games with Hamilton Ackies on 12 points so Adam my question to you is when we decided to start this show and sat down in our first episode what is now nearly three years ago which is crazy to think about considering time has become obsolete with the pandemic very much in the middle of that. Did you think in what is relatively such a short period of time we would be here a hundred episodes later 
about to play European group stage football? I think I need to split up that question into two parts. Uh, yep. Do I think we would be here 100 episodes later? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly didn't envisage that it would be prior to a European match. Um, I've got to be honest, you say that there's people that have listened to this from the very get-go. How they've not discovered another hobby in near enough three years <laughs> is beyond me. Um, but thank you all very much. I mean, I think if we are being serious about the podcast for a second... It's given us some opportunities within, yeah. I, I can think of radio in particular, um, it's allowed us to have people on that we wouldn't usually get the chance to speak to. Um, and it is crazy to think that I did start as a blog, then decided that I couldn't be bothered, I was just too lazy, and it's easier to speak my mind, even though my writing is probably better than anything I've ever said, <laughs> ever. So, yeah, here we are. Um so it is mental um, and look there's loads of us that love this football club that care for this football club we are just two geezers off the street that share our love for hearts just like anybody else so the fact that we record it and there's people want to listen to our thoughts or want to come in and listen and slate our thoughts is, uh, is <laughs> that's much more likely so, it's yeah, definitely that it's definitely the latter um, but, but thank you very much if you've listened for even 10 seconds because we, we really do appreciate it and that's the thing like I know it doesn't seem like it considering how much shite we talk but a lot of work does go into this it is now for three years dedicating hours every week to sitting down recording editing uploading twitter social media in general plugging it and stuff like that so it does take time and I feel like, as Adam has said, we would want to do it anyway because we're, it's speaking about hearts. We're doing that anyway in our free time, so we might as well put it online. But the fact that so many people have like come towards this and stuck around, we're, we're getting really close, actually, it's almost coincided to 100,000 total listeners, which is absolutely baffling <laughs> and terrifying and just, it wouldn't affect anything we would still be doing it but it does mean a lot that people are enjoying it and there is like when i'm walking to games or at games and people kind of say hi and stuff like that it makes you feel closer to the fan base in my opinion anyway i don't know about you you might disagree but i just feel like it has and and it's also because all the other podcasts we all interact we all know each other and it it does feel like a more tight-knit community yeah it does i Sorry, but 100,000 total listeners. I'm just going to be standing at Tidy tomorrow thinking, how the hell has five times the equivalent of this little <laughs> cauldron decided to listen to our podcast? Um, that That is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like chatting to people on Twitter or whatever or in person, the pod's, the pod's good. We, we get a fair bit of, you know, chat back and forth, not just between the two of us, every week but about hearts that people might not like they might not have anybody to talk to about hearts which which is good so yeah we, we can provide you know uh a home for you to come and chat about hearts even if you don't feature on the podcast every week absolutely very well put and here's to 
hopefully 100 more will probably be back in the championship at that point but we'll still be here bouncing in and around the divisions we'll get you know we'll try and get some actual players on as well that that'd be a that'd be a bonus rather than you know richard cobb begging for a third appearance as he as he so often does he definitely does definitely does anyway we will now speak about the club itself because a lot has happened this week uh, a, a, a lot has happened. Um, hooray. The first thing we'll speak about is a positive thing. Um, the transfer window obviously closed last week. <laughs> Judging by some's reaction, that's not a positive thing. But yeah, carry on. I'm interested to see where you go with this. Um, however, we have made a few signings. The first one being Stephen Humphreys, who is... I was a, I've seen a lot of people refer to him as a journeyman striker. I think journeyman's a bit harsh. That's disrespectful as well. Yeah, like, he's still... He's just... He's been in a few cl- clubs. Like, it's just that they've been lower league clubs. <laughs> like, that's that's fine. Um, he signed on loan from Wigan uh, almost at the last minute. It made a lot of people think we were going to make a lot more signings. <laughs> I think, uh, and I kind of felt a wee bit bad for him because when he was announced, the main reaction seemed to just be, right, can we get some more, please? Which I felt a wee bit bad for him in that sense, if you know what I mean. Fan base turned it all over twist, didn't we? Um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, I do feel for the book. I, I particularly feel for him, given what happened on Saturday. I mean... Yeah. He must have made his debut on that Astro thinking, what the hell have I signed for here? Well, um, that's a very fair point because he said in his uh, Hearts TV interview that he actually spoke to Graham Shinney and that Shinney sold the club in terms of the facilities and the size of it are what he called Premier League standards. And he said, the exact quote is, the gaffer showed me around, it's incredible. I'm used to going to places like Oldham and Rotherham, no disrespect to them, but I come here, see the facilities, and it's like I'm at Man United, or it's like I'm at Liverpool. These are the step up that I'm making. Obviously, it means that I need to make that step up. Used to go and just get a shower after the game and in the car, whereas here I've got a sauna, a gym, shower room, everything I need. However, it means that I get to react. I'm a big player. I want to be here very complimentary and it's particularly reassuring over the last few years prior to our relegation stroke to motion where you had an abundance of players that evidently didn't want to be here um so i like that he's got a point to prove um but in terms of the actual signing i know that there's a lot of fans that are left underwhelmed personally i'm not going to say a word about the guy till i've seen at least five ten appearances and I could say for definite, you know, I'm obviously going to comment week by week. I didn't think it was a particularly brilliant debut, but that's like, it's not that I'm instantly going to write him off after that. It'd be very hypocritical of me in particular to come on here and say, oh, do you know what? He's not bagged on his debut or he's not looked threatening or anything like that and just instantly write him off because I'm the polar opposite. When strikers get off to a good start in a heart shirt, I'm the one telling everybody to just settle, just calm down so I'm not going to build him to high heaven I'm equally not going to tear him to shreds and we all want him to succeed in a heart shirt so surely let's get behind the guy rather than slating him at every available opportunity like it seems some have made their mind up from the very start and will do so 
Very, very well said. The window then closed with no other permanent signs coming in. I'm going to speak about that a bit later because other people have come in. So I want to speak about the window as a whole when we get to the last person who's come in. Isn't it, sorry, mate. Isn't it amazing how everybody was all of a sudden slating the entire transfer window because we lose a couple of key players, haven't replaced them to what we'd maybe like, and all of a sudden that just writes off the fact that we've signed what appears to be pretty well. I mean, there really is no satisfying football fans at yeah. all. I don't know if that's just solely on a hearts basis, but I can imagine at every single club, yeah. or the vast majority of clubs, you have, you'll have fans saying, we should have gone in for so-and-so instead of so-and-so, and, oh, this is, how do we look weaker? And not like, oh, like, just, let's just let it play out and see where, see what happens. See where we get taken. No, that's not how it works, Adam. You're a football fan, you have to be reactionary, you have to just say what you want to say and that's it there's no oh, ramifications to it. I've changed over a, a century of episodes now, I know exactly I, I really exactly. have this, this um, podcast has done wonders for me however another face did come in uh, on Friday afternoon I around 1pm was tipped off to a potential signing that then slowly Hart's Twitter started to grab and there was rumours yeah. that I want to know who your source is. You sound like Scott Burns. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, revealing your source. There was rumours that the free agent, inexplicably, Xander Clark, was making his way to Tynecastle, and then that night it was confirmed. He signed a three-year deal with us. I, I don't know if he's agreed to be a backup keeper. I don't know if he's if we're thinking well, we want to phase him in to be the first team keeper so him and Gordon are going to play a wee bit more games. However, it's been a signing that has been met very positively. Um, speaking to the Hearts official website, Robin Nielsen said, we've been working away on this one for a while so I'm delighted to get it over the line. I'm sure our fans will know all about Xander's abilities having seen him feature against us for St. Johnson over the years so it's great to be able to bring him here to Hearts. We look for quality players and that's what we've got in in Xander, he'll provide competition to Craig Gordon and Ross Stewart, which will ultimately raise the quality of performances in our squad. What is your thoughts on Hart signing Xander Clark? Just as well you asked me that. Um, it's nice to know that Hart's taken interest is into you know a variety of players that I recommend, so that's great. <laughs> I mean, I did pipe up that Xander Clark was a free agent. You couldn't believe you're it. Not doing, you're I not couldn't doing believe this. it. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just nice that. You know, they, they act upon it. Um, <laughs> in terms of the gaffer's statement, he is at it with a competition to Craig Gordon and Ross Stewart. Like, come on. <laughs> he's just he's just throwing that in there just willy-nilly. And uh, as somebody that takes what the gaffer says sometimes too seriously, I fully rate the patter. I, I've got to commend it. Um, but a good signing. Look, it's it does seem like it's successor vibes for me um, I, I just don't want to think about Hearts without Craig Gordon that's, uh, that's we've already had to go through that when we were younger and now we're going to have to go through it now and at, at least then we received a then British record transfer fee True. whereas this one's going to hurt even more just because that's going to be it and nobody's going to well now we've got CG. Xander Clark that's yeah. the fullback do you know what 
I'll take it um, because out of the two that are sort of tipped to succeed Craig Gordon for Scotland Liam Kelly and Xander Clark I think both are decent I can't see Liam Kelly leaving Motherwell anytime soon um, and it's it's a no brainer for me I mean I was going to say he's only 30 we all know in football for a goalkeeper that's nothing three year yeah. deal to me makes total sense the perfect amount of time for Craig to just dare I say it ease himself out of being Hearts club captain and number one um, and a ready made replacement there and then I think it's an absolute no brainer for the club so a great signing uh, and one that we both actually put forward which is nice exactly 100th episode somebody celebrate we yeah. got a signing right that's so the only thing absolutely to, to celebrate this episode that and a return to European football which we'll come to right, um, right. But well do you know what let's just yeah po- positivity to start come on well that positivity is dead now because hearts played at the weekend oh brilliant however we'll speak about the other games first depends on your definition of played actually yeah that's true hearts turned up or tried to turn up at the weekend I was about to say didn't even really turn up Um, however there were other games and there's not a lot of positivity to be found there either Um, there was a small matter of the first old firm of the season where Celtic just absolutely wiped the floor with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's Rangers. Uh, Leila Bada is just a broken human being. As, as is Jota. Jota. Yeah. As is all of them. As it's not fair. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't. It's it shouldn't great, be allowed to happen. Um, Hibs go back to winning ways after 10-man Killy. Ash Taylor got sent off in 10 minutes. Uh, they won 1-0. No Lee Johnson Motherwell. in the dugout. What a, what a buzz. Yeah, he's like, I hope he's all right because yeah. that sounded really worrying. Like, a gallbladder operation, was it? Yeah, is that right. Yeah, yeah. So I hope he's w- okay. Yeah, wish him all the best, despite being, um, you know one of them. Dundee United continued their re kind of turn up in form since sacking Jack Ross as Hamill Ball stuttered again as they drew nil nil uh, between Mother One Dundee United. Ross County and Aberdeen left it late in both accounts as Aberdeen took the lead, but then right in the last second, Ross County equalised and St Johnston very surprisingly. Absolutely battered. St Mirren, um, new signing Nicky Clark getting on the score sheet as well. What do you make of the other five games? Uh, first and foremost, let's touch on the most recent fixture there. Great to see that St Mirren are entering this weekend's fixture on the back of a 3 0 defeat to St Johnston. Regardless of our result on Thursday, I really hope that that's an absolute seeing to uh, on Sunday. Um, the old farm had Celtic to win. Didn't think it would be as comprehensive as that. I find myself saying that about a couple old firms recently. The one in February as well was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Where they just blew them out of the water. Um, Hibs, Kelly. Why can Kelly win at Tynecastle all the time but not at Easter Road? That's yeah. incredibly annoying. Um, obviously, it doesn't help matters like you say with the red card so early on, changing that game. Um Love how we keep referencing Hamill Ball as though that's going to be a thing for all of Stevie Hamill's, you know, tenure as Motherwell manager. Um, but how they didn't beat Dundee United, I will never know. No uh, Kev Van Veen missed a penalty. I think he missed the chance to score in something like four Premiership games on the bounce, I which is so. very impressive. Yeah. Um, Dundee United. I actually think Liam Fox might get that job. He could, you know. 
he I could. Think, I think he could. I think the whole... I don't know, there's sort of a... Not a debate surrounding Duncan Ferguson, but it was sort of chucked out there and nothing's really motored on. And he's unattached. I wanted to he's happen. Left ever. Oh, so would I. It'd be box office for the league. Yeah. But you'd have thought that when he's unattached, United would just pounce and make their mm-hmm. move. Because they yeah. had no hesitance in giving a relatively inexperienced manager, Tam Courts, the job. I know that he'd managed Kelty before, but I don't know, strange. Um, what was the other game? The Dingwall, Ross County, yeah. Aberdeen. Had 1-0 Aberdeen, but I was delighted to see that late county equaliser. Stupendous stuff. And what a goal it was from the boy, Duke for Aberdeen Fair as well. Play. And the limbs behind the goal looked great. Jim Goodwin I saw celebrating in like the bottom of the picture when there's that <laughs> video of the fans. And he's giving a wee skip and a come on. But great to see them all uh, leave Dingwall far from delighted. So, yeah, premium cinch. Uh, best league in the world. Um, but it's just a shame that the top two are so far above everybody else. Yeah. But yet this week seems to hammer home that they've still got levels to go after that in Europe. Yeah, definitely. And speaking about levels, <laughs> Hearts did not meet any levels <laughs> that were expected. Honestly, I hate this ground so much, man. You, I, yeah, I was about to say, you hate this lot. At this point, I don't even have like a personal vendetta against Livingston. I actually kind of like Davey Martindale because I think the I job love that, Martindale. I think the class. job that he's doing is just brilliant. And yeah. they, I thought they were really unlucky actually to miss out on top six last year. I yeah. kind of want them to get it this year. So do I. Because then I think, would we play them at Tynecastle again after the split? I'm assuming we Yeah, because I, th- I think we play them twice. The yeah. Great. But again, I'm, I, I, I just I have the severe fear regarding this fixture. That 5-0 has scarred me for life. I'm just never going back to Livingston. I don't care the circumstance. I just I can't bring myself to do it. And I really, really feel for those that did bother to make the trip through on Saturday because that was, quite frankly, embarrassing, pitiful, dreadful, an absolute shambles. What a shower of shite. Well, you've summed it up quite well, but just for the continuity of the podcast, we'll go through it as we turned up to the Tony Macaroni in a 4-2-3-1. Can I just Gordon say, sorry, sorry, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but... Like we're gonna talk about the game. I've not even watched the highlights back. I can't bring myself to do it. It was that oh, yeah, we're not bad. Gonna, we're not gonna My analyze God. it in a typical way. We're gonna make general statements because that nice. is kind of just the tagline of this show anyway. So cool. we're fine. Um, so Gordon and goals. Back four of Cochrane, Kingsley, Nielsen, and Civic. Devlin and Halliday in the middle. Mackay, Grant, and GMS in behind the debuting Stephen Humphreys. Now. It was everything you just said, barring the first 15 minutes, where actually, yeah. the first 15 minutes were really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> and unbelievably, yeah, exactly. Unbelievably, a lot of that came through Gary Mackay-Steven. I couldn't was, believe it. I, I, th- I thought my eyes were deceiving me. It was as though he'd pulled on a Dundee United, a Celtic, or an Aberdeen shirt again. I actually, very strange. I genuinely thought, if he maintains this, I'm going to have to take back everything I've ever said about him. Because yeah. you're right, last week or the week prior, I was saying that all he can do is put a ball in from a set piece. But he actually was like rolling back the years. I think it was Nicky Devlin. Was it Nicky Devlin at right back? He yeah, seemed was, to have yeah. him on toast and was yes. kind of 
getting a couple decent deliveries into the box for the new fella um, and actually did look a real threat on the left hand side so do you know what I have no qualms about his performance for a quarter of an hour it's just it's just if I did football games on 90 yeah. minutes <laughs> it's like it goes back to the old saying it's the following 75 that I pick he and his teammates out because crikey so yeah a ball was played over the top for Humphreys who clearly has some ton of pace in him despite being an absolute unit and he just kind of gets under it and can't direct it goalwards George Grant has a huge chance where he gets it played into him and just has the whole goal to aim for it and goes for the near post and misses it completely and puts it into Rosette. Cochrane sings a great ball in and it just goes over the head of everybody. You can hear at that point the cameras pick up Obelai, turn to his defensive partners and go, I need fucking help with him. <laughs> Speaking about Humphreys. And for me, this is the big thing. Clearly David Martindale heard that because on 15 minutes he made a tactical change. He changed to a, just a complete flat 4-3-3 with three sitting midfielders and Joel Nubley went out on the left hand side and that apparently meant our squad just collapsed completely because Livingston from that moment on bullied us in basically every single section of the park and very very shortly after that change only 10 minutes later Livingston do open the score and a free kick's given away now down near the dugouts it's swung in we're trying to play a high line, which, in fairness, the high line has worked quite well often this season. We've mm-hmm. been very well disciplined. However, Stephen Humphreys was completely... This is my story, made the excellent point on Twitter. He was completely hung out to dry because he was told to be the last man yes. in the high line. And if you've watched football even for a second, you know that that is the person who has to be the most disciplined because you're basically in charge of how deep the line is. That takes a lot of training sessions, a lot of tactical sessions, knowing your teammates. It doesn't take a guy who arrived 30 hours before who's a big striker unit who doesn't have many defensive natural tendencies to be in charge of that. What happens is the line moves up, he's a yard behind and it allows Jefferson Montano to sit in that little pocket on the penalty spot. The entire Hearts defence put their hand up and go, well, that's definitely offside. However, as we can see in the replay, it isn't. He's onside. And it does take the replay. So fair play to the linesman, I'll say that, for realising that he was actually onside. Because a lot of referees and linesmen, I think, would have just flagged for offside seeing the reaction, seeing such a high line. And dare I say it, we've seen... A fair few of our fuck-ups in recent footballing matches, you know, all over. So, that's reassuring that the officials actually do get it right because they are on site. This goal, to me, absolutely reeks of Ibrox under Levine. That and bit where we just ran forward. <laughs> like, I don't think it's as bad as that. It's not nothing. That's the worst nothing, thing I've nothing ever will seen. be as bad as that because the Rangers players then were in disbelief as to <laughs> how have we just sprung this. I was in the home end that day and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. I'll never put myself through that. God, again. you've seen some shit, man. I really have. I, I, need, I need to stop falling hearts away from home. Play yeah, simple. You do. I really do. Um, yeah. Do you know what? This is where. I pick fault with a selection. Or not even selection. Just is it ignorance to an extent? 
we've known that prior to Liam Boyce's injury, we've only really rolled with Shankland and Boyce up front. Those were the only two recognised strikers that we planned to go into this campaign with. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's not Stephen Humphreys' fault. He's thrown in at the deep end to make his debut here. Robbie clearly has one eye on Thursday night, so decides to rest Shankland. I get people's criticism with regards to not starting Shankland. I was probably in that same category, but then on reflection, had we signed another striker well before Boyce's injury that isn't the calibre of Liam Boyce or Lauren Shankland, then they'd probably be tasked with going up front. So... Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a lack of preparation. It's a lack of Stephen Humphreys not knowing his teammates. Um, but it's fair play to Livingston because mm-hmm. they know exactly what they're doing. I, I think Olivian set pieces go pretty well. Yeah. When you're playing Livingston, they don't blow you away. But they're a good, solid unit. They're well-disciplined. You know, They stick to their jobs. They know exactly what to do. And they make it tough, regardless of whichever venue you play them at. Um, and in all honesty, I mean, we made them look very, very good. And I, like they, they were decent, don't get me wrong, but I think it's the fact that we were so poor that was more annoying to me. And the goal just highlights it. And there's various chances that I'm assuming you'll get on to that we give up that are just as bad. We're just lucky that we don't get punished for them. There's one where Jason Holt breaks on the edge of the box and Gordon has to make a really good save, palms it round the his left-hand side post, he goes with his other hand. There's the Isma chance. That How I was just on like... God's green earth does he not score? I literally thought this was a cert. I, I tweeted out you know, my stats regarding the game in, in terms of my preview all that surprised at how good our record was against Livingston and thought do you know what with a slump that we find ourselves in I could easily see a 1-0 defeat and then I was looking through their team and I'm thinking it's going to be Jason Holt or it's going to be Isma Goncalves and oh my god the sigh of relief that he misses a sitter and he'll be devastated that he's missed that um, because it's laid on a plate for him and how he doesn't tuck it is beyond me. He's had a funny start, actually, to his Livingston career. Yeah, he has. I think he got sent off in one of their League Cup games. Yeah, and then Martindale was raging and he barely featured. And then Bruce Anderson gets injured or has been injured for a while. And then he sort of turns to Isma as if to say, oh, shit, I'm going to have to start playing <laughs> you. I've not really got an abundance of players to pick from. Um, so, yeah, he just, that was... I mean, again, that was a warning sign. I tell Hearts every week, kill the contest. That gave me hope because it's that type of chance that you pass up that usually a competent side that you're playing against punish you for. Only we weren't a competent side and we were thankful they left their shooting boots at home, but we didn't even have our passing or our dribbling boots with us. We had absolutely nothing. We had Crocs on or whatever, like Timberland boots, probably most of that eleven. Nothing else happened in the game. There's nothing else to speak dead. about. So we had six dead. shots, none on target. The main person I want to speak about is Joe Nubley. He just absolutely bodied everybody at all stages. He doesn't do a lot with it, 
but no. he gets into species and just makes brings others into play go, at times. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he knows it. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's the perfect physical specimen. When like he's big, like strong, quick, good with his feet, got everything really. Um, which is amazing why he's not you know a, a bit more of a prolific goal scorer. I think that's the main thing amongst Hearts fans when. I mean, I alluded to it a couple of weeks ago when you've got Michael Stewart, Alan Preston, whoever. I don't know if Alan Preston's his agent, but there's various <laughs> various of them that seem to tout him for a for a Hearts move. When again, like I'd said to or said to you earlier, Shankland and Boyce were our only two senior options up front. So a disappointing day at the office, but let's be honest, that could that could have maybe not been as bad as another five zip, but. It could have been 3-4, definitely. I want to ask you your thoughts on Nielsen's comments because in what I can oh, remember, in what I can remember, this is the first time since he's come back that he's just completely slowing the players. I don't even really remember him doing it after Brora or the Queen of the South game because I think after those games he, he was to like... Take the brunt of that. He took the blame, yeah. yeah, exactly. We need to stick together and stuff like that. What he said was... Um, on Hearts TV he was like we played well for the opening 10-15 minutes but then we're terrible for the remaining time no fight this this club is built on the foundation of fighting as the, as the fans saved this football club there was no fight from these players and these fans deserve far far better they're coming in tomorrow and we need to make sure a performance like that never happens again because it was very very poor I, I, I'm one to pick up it was, it was really on, on what funny. he says but yeah. I, I can't like I can't, I, I, he's hit the nail on the head. I can't possibly disagree with any of that. You saw loads of fans on Twitter getting raging and waiting for Robbie's like we interview to come out and potentially say that he's blamed the ref, he's blamed the pitch. Do you think he's, he's run fatigue. out of things to blame? No, I think that was a performance where it was like because I'm always of the opinion that yeah. It's it's completely pointless. There's only to just so come much you can say sometimes, team. but that like yeah, he would have been clutching at straws had he yeah. blamed any of that. He's not an like, idiot. He knows put, that we were just terrible. Put it this way: after the Parkhead defeat, I knew he was going to come out and slate the red cards. There is lit like there is no saving grace whatsoever. There's no excuse that can be made. That was just shite. That that was a yeah. pish performance, and he's come out, held his hands up. And acknowledge that, so I can't, I can't possibly go in on the gaffer for that. It's actually somewhat refreshing to see him come out and say, "Do you know what? We were shite today, and maybe that's the kick up the arse that some of the players need." Um, because there's obviously an abundance of fixtures, and that's not good enough domestically. So it certainly ain't going to be good enough continentally either. Well, before we get to that, there is one more piece of news because. Yesterday, thank God we're done talking about that game. But we're yeah. talking about a man that started his career there, so exactly. We signed him just after we played them. For God's sake, why couldn't he come in a week before? Um, yeah, we out of nowhere, it seems, dipped back into the free agent market. And despite being linked to clubs like Hamelball, Motherwell, and Air, <laughs> nice. even at some points, was it? Um, yeah. But this was just because I think his agent was kind of just like, oh, we've been linked to air, so if other clubs want to come in, we definitely will go there instead of go to the air. If really? want to go to the air, yeah. According to people on Twitter, I saw Motherwell fans saying, why was he linked to us in air? I, I mean, I, I only go to air for 
uni. That's that, that, that's that's the affiliation that I've got with there. I'm astounded, having watched Air United a couple of times last season, that they're top of the championship. But then they put my mate they're in goal, it. so they're hey the table toppers, the honest men are flying. I, I, yeah. Honestly, that would be just tremendous. I beg they get up an away day on my doorstep. Yes, please sign me up. Well, we're, we're now not going to mention the air again. No, that's, that's <laughs> your first and last mention on the pod. That enjoy your basement battle from here on in. Um, exactly. See you at Somerset um, soon. But yeah, out of nowhere, Hunter Midlothian signed free agent today as we're recording this. Thirty-five year old. Yeah, happy Robert birthday, Snodgrass. Bobby Boy. Yeah. They, it very much came out of nowhere. Now. Before we get into your thoughts, I will say he's almost definitely signed as a number ten because he's an old man now. He can't run, so <laughs> he's he's clearly been signed as a ten, and that's what he said in his Hearts TV interview. He was like, "A lot of people will think of me as a wide player, but in more recent years, I've been playing centrally." Um, as the <laughs> I'm not being villain, funny. We've got enough aging wingers that don't have yeah. legs as it is, Robert. So <laughs> no <laughs> thanks. Um, as the Aston Villa fans sang about him, he's not exactly what you'd call two-footed he's very much just left-footed but that left foot is class nice life peg is that my old man yeah to be is honest that, that's yeah. my, that was my first thought he's exactly like your dad um, we've been tubby lovely left peg but his right foot's only for standing on um, no I, I better I better shut up and respect my elders um, yeah very pleased actually with the signing I think it's a bit of a no-brainer actually McIver if I'm honest with you I'm usually one that's crying out for creativity. I think he'll give us that. Um, I really hope that this isn't a Danny Swanson-esque signing, as we saw in Nielsen's first tenure. I hope that this is very much a case of being rested for these league matches because, obviously, European registration is not in question. Um, what do you make I of think, that? I was going to I, ask you that. What R- Robbie, you that Robbie alluded to that in his pre-Istanbul presser mm-hmm. I'm pleased with that to be honest so I, I, th- I really think that in the domestic games where we're expected to break teams down it gives us something different and is a creative spark or hopefully can be a creative spark that we're missing at present um, so again a one year deal I really think it's a, a bit of a no brainer if I'm honest the beauty is it does well gets kept on does shite, bend off. I I love how we're going about duration of deals now and have done virtually ever since Joe Savage has joined. If that's Craig Levine, that's a two, three year deal minimum. Yeah. And chances are he's pish and is wanting hounded out the door inside six months to a year. So very, very pleased on the whole. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I understand the concerns in terms of his age, totally. And if we do end up using him primarily as a winger, that's a worry, but I just don't think we will. I get why people would worry about it, but I just, I just don't think we would do that. That purely seems just to be because... only if there's, again, sorry to interrupt, a plethora of players yeah. on the treatment table and we've got no option. Accentuating circumstances. A very last resort, yeah. Yeah, very happy. Um, as Robbie said, uh, speaking of both Hearts TV and today in his press conference previewing the uh, conference league game he brings a wealth of experience that pretty much only Gordon has to the side yeah. and it's an outfield aspect of it as well um, very good technical player 
And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it personally. A great tutor for younger players in the squad as yeah. well. I, I I mean, you need only look at the career the guys had. Um, a top player for Scotland at a time where the national team was struggling. He was sort of somebody that we were looking to depend upon at, at one particular stage. Um, yeah, just just very pleased. A, a sensible, sensible signing. Definitely. And speaking about that, I want to now get your thoughts on the transfer window as a whole. Because that's it now done. Robbie has confirmed that we won't be going back into the free agent market for the foreseeable unless something exceptional happens. But I will now read to you all the signings we have made this summer. We have made the signing of Lawrence Shankland for a reported fee of around 400k. Uh, Orestes Kiyomotaro. Oh, Jesus Christ, I just saw how much we paid for him. I don't think this is true. There's no way we can have paid 460k. I read that we apparently paid around 300k. Yeah, that might be in euros. That I was might be say, in euros, actually. 300 was the figure I heard, but yeah. a, a, a wee chunk. My, my, you're going to ask me about the signings. My main annoyance is that we haven't got the bloody visa sorted out yet. I know. We've registered uh, Keo for the squad in terms of Europe, just Robert, in the hope that we have him by, at some point. Robert Snodgrass will be kicking himself if he doesn't get an appearance. <laughs> exactly. But yes. <laughs> Why can uh, we not have sorted this sooner? Kiyomotazoglu oh, has come in from uh, Holland. Then we on freeze, we got Alan Forrest, Robert Snodgrass, Lewis Nielsen, although that's a bit debatable, no, and Xander Clark. And then for unknown fees, we have Kai Rolls, Alex Cochran, George Grant, and then finally, the one loan transfer that we've made is Stephen Humphreys on loan from Wigan. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 signings. Uh, in terms of the outs... Uh, we let go, obviously, John Souter, who left for Rangers. Jamie Walker, who left for Bradford. Um, Mihai Popescu, who is now in the Belgian Super League. I don't even know that. He's playing for FCV Farul. Cool. Uh, Jamie event. Brandon went to Livingston. Aaron McInef went to Perth Glory. And uh, Loic Demure, depressingly, went to FC Versailles. And then you've so, got the three loanies from last season that weren't kept on, Taylor Moore, yes. Ben Woodburn and Ellis Sims. Sims. Absolutely. So that is an official out of one, two, three, four, five, six, with obviously on top of the loan players that we didn't keep on. So 10 in, six out. If you want to include the loan players, eight out. How do you feel that the window has gone as a whole? Rank it out of 10. Pretty good. There we go. If I was to rank it out of 10... Seven and a half, eight. I was going to say seven and a half as well. So I think yeah. I wish we'd got a right centre half. Yes, I know we've got Lewis Nielsen, but I mean an experienced one, an established, ready-made right centre half. Because we knew about the suitor situation from yeah. what February, January, February, yeah, January, February. So time. yeah, that that is a wee bit annoying. But in fairness, Kai Rolls has been great. It's yeah. just is is just that we've sort of needed to work on. I mean, if everybody's fully fit, that'd be a start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then have a kind of back four stroke, back three on occasion, tailor-made and good to go. That yeah. obviously hasn't been the case yet. Um, I, I think at the minute, I'd just like to see more from the forward players. And I include Robert Snodgrass within that, um, having just joined. And again, Stephen Humphreys, we'd, we'd like to see score a goal soon. So, yeah... 
I think right some people now. have had theirs affect, had their view of the window affected, as you said, by the injuries, and it's yeah. that we've yeah. never had a full. How could still not that's, really played? Kings that's is what really I'm trying played. To say. Thanks, mate. You just out. keep going. Yeah. yeah. That, thanks for saving my bacon here. I, I could be right. slowing some of them in in a couple of weeks, stroke months yeah. time, but at the minute, all's all well in our world, bar recent performances, recent results, and we just need to get out of this slump. I think so far, every one of those signings has made us better as a squad, which is all you can ask for in transfers. Obviously, we don't know the case with Keo, we don't know the case with Snodgrass and stuff like that. But and they're probably two, two the most that I'm excited about. So yeah, one hundred percent, definitely. So However, the big the big talking point is that as we are recording this, we are on the eve of Hearts playing European group stage football. My God. And travelling to Tynecastle at a stupid time, quarter to six in the evening, um, it is Istanbul Bashekshi here who just, just, just <laughs> thanks, who just are on the little aspect of a twenty-three game unbeaten streak, and that's um, where it'll end. <laughs> yep, yeah. uh, they've not lost a game since the twenty-seventh of March. Obviously, there's Christ. a gap there of no games still a very very good record to have uh, they currently sit third in the Super League with a game in hand over top of the league so if they win that they'll go top oh, they are good. managed by as Adam revealed to me in pre-recorded I didn't actually realise this they're managed by Emery Belsacoglu the former Newcastle United midfielder so I'm buzzing just, about that I just remember him playing under Graham Souris and I, for those that want it I did manage to catch a photo of McIver's reaction once I told him so feel free to hit me up on Twitter yeah. he, he was astounded it was it was quite nice yeah I cannot believe that um, obviously he played in the Turkish side that got to the semi-finals of the 2002 World Cup the 2008 Euros baller, like back in the day it was, a it was one, one of the few positives of Graham Souris' tenure <laughs> at Newcastle United he also got a fucking class assist for Sami Amiobi in a, in a time with a derby right so that love you however he won't be here which is one of the big talking points he isn't able to travel <laughs> he, with the he squad and a couple other absentees yeah me. so basically it's all the people I would have liked to see the only positive <laughs> of this game for me was we're going to get battered but I'll end up seeing folk that I've wanted to see before no Mesut Ozil not travelling with the squad due to an injury Nasser Chadley not travelling with the squad because he's probably on his way out Emery Belsakoglu he's not here because he doesn't have his coaching badges or something weird like it's some weird UEFA thing but, I what's mean, going on? we're not going to see a World Cup winner instead we're going to see a bloke that was at Livingston last season and was previously playing for air so yeah. I know which one I'd rather see Come on. Uh, we will be seeing, terrifyingly, Bertrand Traore and just the idea of he him running yeah. running at Michael <laughs> Smith is absolutely terrifying. Because yeah, so, Villa paid big dough for him a couple of years back, did they not? Was it not about yes, 20 mil yes. or something like that? It, it, was, it was something like that, yes. I mean, I've heart spent 20 mil in 40 years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we probably did it again like during the Roman off it's made of fireworks alone exactly um, so yeah it's to put it lightly daunting it's, be, it's, it's terrifying <laughs> but it is the game that people are saying 
if we get something from, we potentially have a chance of getting through the group. If we lose, that's it. The, the European dream is already over in the first oh. game. Because we're not getting anything in Turkey. We're probably not getting anything against Fiorentina either time. And we probably not. Most, I would have thought most definitely not. Who Look, knows? Uh, Anything can happen. It's just... Uh, this whole experience is just so harsh. It's uncanny. The fact that we fluked basically our way... In terms of how it's fallen, I mean, we were third by a country mile last season. I mean, in terms of how how the tables have turned for us gaining this Europa League playoff place... To then crash out of that to the Swiss champions who, in my eyes, weren't great as an absolute ready, And to then be put out of the Conference League that we've only fallen into because we got beat off said Swiss champions. And then have our dreams ended after 90 minutes is the most harm-loaded thing I think I've ever seen. Um, so... <laughs> I can't even say that I'm quietly confident. I would love to be lying to you, McIver, and saying I believe there's a slim chance that we could turn them over. I don't. I don't. I just. I've got to be honest. I can't see it. But it's going to be great. Look, for me, I don't even think like anything in Europe was going to be a bonus anyway. This is about the experience. Mm-hmm. This is seeing what a decent Turkish outfit. Are like we, see, the, and we, we we're wanting to see the levels that we've got or have ambitions aspirations to reach see exactly how far we are off good European outfits the Fiorentina matches terrify me I do think people have to remember this is the first seeded team Fiorentina weren't the yeah. first seed this is yeah. like by so, points this so is the you, best side if you covered your eyes as to who the opponents were this is deemed to be the elite within the group Mm -hmm. yeah exactly which in itself is very scary Um, I'd love to say that we've got a chance but I wouldn't be believing it but a stranger things have happened we can replicate that Zurich performance and actually take a chance you, ne- you, you, you never know. But am I, I confident have... at the minute that we could go and do that? Sorry to cut you off again. Probably not. I have one question for thing. you. Yes. Because you're saying, and I fully agree, that it's like a free hit. We're just there to be there, like, hopefully build. What would you rotate? Would you rest? And would you prioritise this weekend I know that sounds like multiple questions but the main point is just I, I, get, I, get, I get what you're alluding to but no I wouldn't because it's a free hit so why if we're as I good would. as we think if we're as good as we think we are we should turn over St Mirren on Sunday I, I just I just want to see how far we've got to go or or how how much better they are than us? That sounds horrible, but you you get what I mean. I, I want to I want to compare. I think that's only natural. And if you're asking me, particularly after that shit showing on Saturday, I I want to see a strong Hearts team put out, and I want to see a strong Hearts team give a good account of themselves, of the club, 
and try and go toe-to-toe as best they can with a decent European outfit. That's what I'd like to see. I get that, but... But the leagues are me, bread the, and butter. Yeah, the more yeah. important game is... Of course it is. I, I know, I know. So I just don't want to risk another injury. But it's like... Okay, say we're in the hunt for third after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. We'd be feeling good about our chances to go on and try and claim that. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Rega- like, to an extent, it depends on the point gap. If we're there or thereabouts, great. Because then we can go on, repeat the feat of last season, and try and reach European football on a more consistent basis. Obviously, the hope, the dream is put out a strong team tomorrow night or tonight as you listen to this. <laughs> when? And- don't be too knackered. <laughs> well, just do something. Don't get hurt. And yeah. then be able to play on Sunday and then get a result so yeah whatever te- as long as we win on Sunday I'm happy for any team to play to be honest yes because there's no expectation yes exactly however I am going to ask you for your uh, score prediction Christ oh, do you know what I don't I don't genuinely believe this but if it comes in I'll look like a genius Celtic did lose by 3 Rangers did lose by 4 so we'll lose by 5 <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only kidding. Um, I'll go one three. You will score. I, I, that's as optimistic as you're going to get from me. That we score. If it be like an equaliser or to take the lead, I think that would be up there, yeah, particularly in terms of Time Castle goals. Yeah. Because the ones that we always think of are like. Beatty at Hamden or Temps at Anfield or Kingsley at Hamden Kingsley at Hamden Ryan Edwards at Hamden before we yeah. chucked that final that yeah. feeling was unbelievable so in terms of Tynecastle yeah if we if we score to either take the lead or like grab an equaliser and have the fans believing I don't think I'll have felt as good as that since David Milinkovic's fourth in the 4-0 against Celtic yeah yeah, in terms of a time castle goal. That's probably true. That is probably true. I'm going 3-0 them. Nice. Uh, no both, hope. Both convinced they'll score three. That's good. Yeah. Um, I just think they are handedly better than us. And that, not for the want of trying, I just don't think we'll be able to really lay a glove on them. Do you think we'll give a good account of ourselves then? No. I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so. Is it, we're in it for the experience. Do you know what? Yeah. What happens, happens. Exactly. And anyway, the true priority of this episode is the quiz. No, the true priority of this bloody quiz and show is the who am I? This is haunting my can, life. Can he do it? No, On I the can't. 100th episode. Uh, this would be the perfect time to do it, so I won't. There's a part of me that wants you to do it just because it's... I want myself episode. to do it. I've never wanted... Like, forget Ruben Pal's way loss and these other jokers that have been haunting me. This is the one I want. I also don't want you to, because it would be funnier from the 100th episode you don't. But anyway, we need to get to that first. Find out now. Here we go. Yes, exactly. So, as usual, five questions. Who am I? True or false? Multiple choice. And two just normal ones. So, the first one. With Hearts about to play their first group stage European games since 0405, what points total did we get the last time we were in the groups? If you need a reminder of the group, it was 
Feyenoord. Schalke, Feyenoord, Ferenc, yep. Varos and Basel. Yep. Is it just three with a win over Basel? Is that your answer? I don't know. I th- I can't feel as though we got points anywhere else, so I'm going to say three. He's off to a good start. It is three. Woo! One win, three losses. And Thanks as the you correctly said, yeah. we beat Basel through Robbie Nielsen's goal. Question number two. True or false? Our new signing, Robert Snodgrass, first made his name by having a trial with Barcelona. <laughs> I love how serious your face is here. Because I'm reading the quote. So it's, Robert Snodgrass first broke into the scene by having a trial with Barcelona Spanish giants. So you've just given me the answer, like yes. No, no. <laughs> yes, you have. I'll say true. Uh, I'm actually a better actor than you think. It's false. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I yes. can't believe just been done like a couple like that. But do you want to know an interesting fact? It was Real Madrid. <laughs> no, he was offered a trial with Barcelona, but turned them down. Really? That's why he got his name. He was at Livingston's Academy, and he got front-page news in Glasgow because a Livingston youngster had turned down a Barcelona trial. Bloody hell. That's an uh, old head was, on young shoulders, that. It, it was also why he was offered, uh, upon doing research for this, I found out he was offered deals from both Rangers and Livingston, and he thought he had no chance getting into the Rangers Academy team, so he went to Livingston instead. Smart like man. That. Unlike me. As, yes, unlike you who, is, who will buy it's just anything. Been <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, now I don't care if you get the who I like because that moment happened, so I'm buzzing. Oh, Speaking dear. about ourselves, the multiple choice is oh, despite God. this being episode 100 of the Perth Paisley podcast, how many episodes have we as a duo released oh. in total? So this oh, is the multiple choice. Jesus. Is it A? 104. Is it B? 105. Or is it C? 103. Oh, you bastard. Right, <laughs> hold on a second. Is that inclu- No going on the Spotify. No, is that including this episode? I'll leave my hands here because I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Yes, including so, this so episode. Including this... So this could be... I feel like I've seen 104 when I go on the Apple thing. Like to upload... So I want to say, do I want to say that this is, yeah, hold on a second, because this would be 100 episodes, we had the Scotland ones, and we had Andy Driver as a separate, oh, but then we mm-hmm. also had that, oh no, because Nielsen, after Brora replaced 37, which we deleted, mm-hmm. oh god, I think this takes us to 105. Is that your answer? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 105, yeah. Correct. Nice. There is 100 episodes of the Perth Paisley podcast, four episodes of Perth Paisley at the Euros, yeah. and an interview with Andy Driver. Yes. Hey, come on, I pay attention. I, I should hope well so. <laughs> I was about to say, if you'd got that wrong, that would have been really worrying. Oh, we we better arithmetic there. We've been yeah, to last, but we got there in the end. So, going back to the football club, we've started this season with no clean sheets in nine games, 13 going back to last season. That's the worst run since the 13-14 administration season. Uh-huh. How many games did we go in that season without a clean sheet? 16. 
you also saw Joe Skate's tweet, yeah. and I, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Come yeah. on! I've, I've, a lot of the questions in this <laughs> series for me has been, Adam doesn't pay attention to Twitter, so it's worked uh, all the time. Get up, yeah, come on! Well done, right. This is, the, this is it, though. This, this is, is it, though. I've never wanted to get a question as right in my life. The who am I? Right. Thank so, you, cap on. I joined Hearts for over a quarter of a million pounds and made my debut in a European qualifier. I, however, nearly left Hearts for the exact same fee that I joined for and to the exact same club before I was made to stay by offering by being offered to change my position. In the three years that I was at Hearts, I was made vice-captain for the remaining 18 months of my time and in my final game received a standing ovation. I think this is the easiest one I've given you. Apart from maybe Ruben Palos Apart from maybe Ruben Palos I don't have any figures running through my head at all. I've literally got nobody. Get, give us the clues again, please. So, the last I joined couple. Hearts. The last couple. So, I off. nearly left Hearts for the exact same fee... I joined for and to the same club I had previously left, but, but was convinced to stay. But had con- but had- but was convinced to stay by the manager who offered to change my position. I was ma- I was there for three years, and in the final eighteen months of my time at Hearts, I was made vice captain and received a standing ovation in my final game. And it's somebody in our lifetime. Yes. The manager changed my... Can I guess who the gaffer was? In question? It was the gaffer Craig Levine. It was not. Changed my position? In neither of his spells. <laughs> it wasn't Levine recently or a way back in 2002. I think I might know who it is, but I really don't know. The change of position thing makes me think... Can I guess the manager? Yeah. Yeah? Was the gaffer Daniel Stendhal? Incorrect. Fuck! <laughs> I thought I was onto something. Right, I'm not giving you any more... Co- that's You've got oh, I thought two Sean, shots at the managers. I thought it was Sean Clare, but I don't know now. I that, thought that was going to be your guess. That is you really annoying. <laughs> oh, Offered to change my position. We've paid peas for this guy. Initially, when you were reading it out, I was thinking, like, Mersad Best Legia or something, somebody like that. But he's a record bloody trans... Don't do that face to me. A record transfer. If it's Mersad Best Legia, I will be crying my eyes out. Who knows? Is this going to be third back, time where you say the person's we... name? Oh, shut up, mate. Because <laughs> we, we signed him from Genk. Is that right? Yes, we did sign Besiege uh, from Genk. Would he go back to Genk for big peas? I don't know. Is well, he... that seems quite important for the question. I know, mate. This is oh, this is so annoying. Because I I thought you were gonna try and be clever here by like. He goes. It comes in for free and he leaves for free. But the fact that we've paid money is really annoying. Yep. It can't be somebody like an Aaron McInef because. He never vice captained us. The vice captain mm. thing as well. Like Bisleja wasn't. Sean Clare wasn't. Why am I 
It's annoying. God. I don't know. I really don't. Guess. I really don't know. I want to keep asking questions, and I don't. Like, no, that, that ruins it. I know it does. Yeah, because I wasn't allowed to do that last week when I got Eggy Johnson. But you did ask questions, and I yeah answered. I asked two, and you've asked two. <laughs> you just wasted them both on management-based questions. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have the foggiest mate. I've, I've don't don't do what you did with Ruben and just not say a name. You need to say a name. You're just gonna did, tr- you're just gonna try and like rope me into saying Bisleacher someday. I didn't think it was Eggett Johnson, but went with Eggie Johnson that was right. I know exactly what you're trying to do here. I'm not trying to tell you. You're you're trying to rope me in. No, I'm not at all. I would never do that to you. Especially not in a hundredth episode. I'm just saying name somebody. Paid big money. Vice captain. Like Paul Hartley wouldn't have gone back to bloody St Johnston or wherever it was for two hundred two hundred odd grand. Stop pulling these faces. He went to Celtic and we were wanting a mill. God, this is so annoying. Big money, vice captain. Who? Gaffers. Who's, who have been gaffers? That's quite a long list. <laughs> yeah, particularly under Romanov. It, it, has to be, it has to be like a memorable time. They have to have been like... Is it somebody like Jim Jeffries? Or is it a Paolo Sergio that was in charge? I don't know. God almighty. This is tough, man. I'm chuffed with my who am eyes. They make you think. I'll be interested to see if people have got it already. Watch everybody have got this so far. Oh, apparently everybody last week got Eggy Johnson by the time you got halfway through the clues. Really? The Wolves one made everybody go, oh, and I just never knew that as a fact, so I was knackered. Right, going to need to have an answer oh, now. Don't, don't put pressure on me, mate. <laughs> it's been four minutes now. I'd... <laughs> Thanks. I don't have a clue. Do I, ju- I, I, I don't know. Do I just say Bisleacher because he was in my skull? Is I think your answer? I, I, I think I do because I I don't I don't have anybody else. It's not, is it? It's not. People are going to think this is rigged. Go on. People are going to think this is scripted. Go on. <laughs> nah, it's not best leader. Yeah. Um, you're incorrect again. That is Adam Kennedy. Don't now. tell me that I've said the person. You haven't actually. You never even got the manager. Who was it? The club that we signed this player for uh-huh. was Thessaloniki. And he was going to go back to Thessaloniki. Is it Takis Fisas? It is not Takis Fisas. It is big. Christos Karapides. I'd never got that. <laughs> I'd never got that. I've got to be honest. So, the, the explanation of all of them. What a player he was as well. Yeah, exactly. Baller. So, he joined in 2006. 2006, he joined. Uh, he then made his debut when we lost to AK Athens. At Murrayfield. Okay. Lost the game 2 1. Uh, however, was, I, I've left that stadium as an I was, I was seven, eight year old boy crying my eyes out. Dad says yeah. I cried the whole way home. 
And he was like, I don't know what you're greeting it because I've never had it so good as a Hearts fan. So, <laughs> there you exactly. go. Um, however, it says that in August 2008, so two years after he signed, he hadn't really done a, as Wikipedia says, for an indifferent start to his Hearts career and the birth of his daughter, he wanted to go back to Thessaloniki. Hearts had actually negotiated a fee and agreed personal terms with them on a four-year deal, but then Shaba Laszlo, who had just been newly appointed, oh, was said... the one that kicked him back to centre-half, was it? Rather no, he was a centre-half. Oh, and he wanted to shove And then it was, he was going to be a CDM. Okay. So, it was number six. In February 2009, we sell Christoph Berra to Wolves. Robbie Nielsen gets given the captaincy. Karapidis gets the vice-captaincy. And Didn't even he know was, that. Yeah. Neither did I, to be honest, doing this. Um he then left and his final appearance was in a 3-0 win against Dundee United which confirmed our place in the UEFA Cup as it was then in that game and it confirmed us third and he got brought on as a sub for Jason Thompson now our broth no he's just signed for Kelty actually I think Kelty I, saw, I think I saw Kelty like I saw him at the uh, cup final actually Jason Thompson did you? He's, yeah and he's retro toppers what a guy he was replaced by him and he got a stand innovation from the Hearts fans and what was his last game lovely oh what a player I, I, I'm well I'm not really annoyed because I'd never got that but that's that's nice that's a wholesome one well done mate I'm really glad you didn't ask the clubs because if I said Thessaloniki that immediately narrows it down to Greece and we've only had like four Greek people I, still, but you were you were still, fixated yeah. on Daniel Stendhal and Craig Levine it still chose the wrong Greek player as well mate. you <laughs> true you did <laughs> You did so, yeah. No, I, no, wouldn't, wouldn't have got that. I'll, I'll be a, like, if anybody has that, fair play. You can yeah. replace me on the podcast. Well done. Zero for six, though. What have I done? Six of these. Aye. Fuck off. No chance no, of we recording. Zero for five. Zero for five. Really? Who, yeah. So who who have mine been then? Palosway lost. Carapidus. Vitavin. And Vin, Jesus. Oh no, you've done four. And uh, thingy, uh, Jean-Louis Valois. Zero for four. Not zero for six. Zero I, for four. I, I, I should have got two of those. The other two, I'm not as bothered. I'm not as I bothered think you should have got Palace Walos and Valois. Palace Walos is the one that kills me. Yeah. And Vitevin. I literally said, of all the obscure <laughs> heart strikers to throw out there, David Vitevin was the one that I chose. Let's just end this now before I start yeah. crying. Well, massive thank you for enjoy for joining us on the episode 100 and thank you for joining us in any episodes that you've joined us if this is your first one if you've actually decided right they've got to 100 i'm done now thanks for your previous don't blame you listenership. yeah exactly he doesn't even ken carapides but massive massive thank you to all you we're looking forward to playing in the conference league tonight or yesterday as we got battered 9-0 if you're listening to this after the game now let's, sho- let's shove it out let's do a little bit of on your admin let's shove it out Thursday lunch time we'll yes. chuck up a teaser of the night we'll uh, as soon as we're finished recording here I'll chuck up a teaser saying that we're back tomorrow lunch time 100th episode get on it perfect well if you have enjoyed this as I say every week please do share it around it massively helps us if you've just been listening on a podcast platform leave us a review on that massively massively helps us if you've been watching on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe, and comment. That massively helps us as well. All the socials were Perth to Paisley. You can get us on all of them. We've also got an email, Perth to Paisley at gmail.com. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? I realise that I say get on it 
as they're either watching or listening to this, so that's really yeah. silly. And you'll probably yeah. have seen my tweets at Adam T. Kendall, like I am on all the socials. What about you, mate? I am at dmcaiver 22 We'll be back next week to cover all the games, preview all the games, and hopefully we'll be back for hundreds more. However, if we keep going with the Who Am I, we're probably going to get cancelled because Adam doesn't care anybody. But until next week, where I'll have to get the Who Am I because I'm on a roll now. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Come on, 